Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. enjoy reading them. This episode is brought to you by Arboretums. Tonight, we'll read from The Wild Garden by William Robinson, published in 1870. Robinson was an Irish gardener and journalist whose ideas about wild gardening spurred the movement that led to the popularizing of the English cottage garden. He was a champion of the wild garden who vanquished the high Victorian pattern garden of planted-out bedding schemes, which used tropical plants grown in greenhouses. Modern gardening practices first introduced by Robinson include using alpine plants in rock gardens, dense plantings of perennials and ground covers that expose no bare soil, use of hardy perennials and native plants, and large plantings of perennials in natural-looking drifts. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. fitted for the wild garden. 
what first suggested the idea of the wild garden, and even the name to me, was a desire to provide a home for a great number of exotic plants that are unfitted for garden culture in the old sense. Many of these plants have great beauty when in flower, and perhaps at other seasons, but they are frequently so free and vigorous in growth that they overrun and destroy all their more delicate neighbors. Many, too, are so coarse that they are objectionable in choice borders, and after flowering, they leave a blank or a mass of unsightly stems. These plants are unsightly in gardens, and the main cause of the neglect of hardy flowers, yet many are beautiful at certain stages. A tall harebell, for example, stiffly tied up in a garden border, as has been the fashion where plants of this kind have been grown at all, is at best at times an unsightly object. But the same plant growing amongst the long grass in a thin wood is lovely. The goldenrods and daisies used to overrun the old mixed border and were with it abolished. But even the poorest of these seen together in a New England wood in autumn form a picture. So also, there are numerous exotic plants of which the individual flowers may not be so striking, but which, grown in groups and colonies, and seen at some little distance off, afford beautiful aspects of vegetation, and quite new so far as gardens are concerned. When I first wrote this book, not one of these plants was in cultivation outside botanic gardens. It was even considered by the best friends of hardy flowers a mistake to recommend one of them, for they knew that it was the predominance of these weedy, vigorous subjects that made people give up hardy flowers for the sake of the glare of bedding plants. Therefore, the wild garden in the case of these particular plants opens up to us a new world of infinite and strange beauty. In it, every plant vigorous enough not to require the care of the cultivator or a choice place in the mixed border will find a home. Of such plants, there are numbers in every northern and mountainous country, which travelers may gather and afterwards grow in their own gardens. The herbaceous kinds of Aurelia from the American woods, with fine foliage, the wormwood family, the stronger kinds of American cottonweed, certain of the vigorous species of asparagus, asters, and their allies in great variety, certain of the larger species of botanica.